Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why on earth they do it. My guest today is Kel Gleister. Welcome, Kel. How are you this after? Oops, this morning. Wait, you're in tomorrow. <laughs> I love the internet. You're in tomorrow. How is it over there in tomorrow? It's pretty early. Thanks for having me. But um, yeah, I've... I thought we were getting a curse word in the second word. It's pretty <laughs> coffee early over here. Um, and you're in Melbourne, right? Melbourne, Melbourne. That's me. Yep. Yeah. How do you say Melbourne? Melbourne. Yep. Melbourne. I'm not even going to try. Melbourne. <laughs> Americans do trip up on the on the name of our, our city, but yeah, it's oh, Melbourne. Oh my god, I almost America. got shot when I was in Scotland. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce any of these things. Then just please don't hurt me. Um, so we were, as I do with everybody on all the shows, we we talk a little bit beforehand to try and figure out like what's on top of mind for the two of us. And top of mind for you is coffee. And I I tell people in advance, my goal is to try and get you to you know shoot the coffee through your nose. Um, and I think I'm curious about, this is going to sound out of left field, but how has your dog's, uh, how has Duffy's movement affected how you're, because you haven't had Duffy as long as you've been doing parkour. And I'm wondering how did your movement change, if at all, after you got your dog? You know, I've, I've never thought of that. Um, I think when she was a puppy, she was much more um, energetic. So I would take her training a bit more. Um, and there's something about doing a run or doing a, a series of vaults or whatever, and then and it takes you X amount of time and then your dog just goes <laughs> through. <laughs> that certainly makes you feel like we're not at the top of the evolutionary tree. Mm. Um but yeah, I she has slowed down a bit. She's she's more of a couch potato these days. She's uh she's got a few sprints in her, and then she sleeps for the rest of the day. So I I don't take her out as much as I should. Um, but it definitely uh, non-human animals definitely should um, contribute to your own humility, in my opinion. Um, and so that's great. That's a great influence to have. Uh, I've seen you know there are videos everywhere, right? I've I've seen videos of of people swinging with monkeys like in a in a pavilion type structure you know and the, mm. the humans like you know hey look we do the thing and then the monkey's like dude you suck at this you know and the monkey's like it's almost like almost <laughs> as if that's what they do all. and it, it's really just neat to see people you know <laughs> i've seen really good athletes do like low gate alligator crawls and it looks really great and then you see like you know like a, a gecko or something do it and you're just like yeah we're not that i mean we really are humans really do seem to be i was going to say like you know jack of all trades but there are lots of things we do horribly wrong but just in the movement yeah. let's just stick the movement in the movement space it is always interesting to to wonder for me to wonder how different levels of athletes so like it's really easy for me to find people who are uh, in terms of movement who are very inspiring i just you know like three swipes on instagram or two seconds you mm -hmm. know favorite parkour places and i'm like okay that's a really cool movement and then there's classics uh, and i'm wondering as a parkour coach who's who's like traveled like you've seen different continents you and not everybody a lot of people in parkour spaces travel but not everybody gets to I'm wondering if you notice maybe different tendencies in different cultures or different areas or or maybe urban versus uh, suburban. I'm just kind of curious, like mm. possibly an opportunity here to like look at some perspective on how people move in different places. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. And I think that uh, it's difficult to answer because obviously 
you get so um, uh, what's the word familiar with people's individual movement, and I I don't know that I've ever sort of thought about styles um, of places uh, before. I mean, I know that um, I spent a lot of time in Scotland. I, Scotland is my spiritual home still. I think um, as and you have visited as well. Um, there is something about what climate does um, because it's so damn wet all the time in Scotland. There's there's a lot of um, sometimes um, it's dry. It happens out here, right? Uh, but yeah, you can have a lot more um, strength and conditioning uh, as something because that's something you can do anywhere as part of part of a practice. Um, and you know, yeah, people in um, Glasgow on average are going to be much better at landing on a wet rail than people in Melbourne I would put money on um so I guess my answer is there must be but there's so many um variables to to pass out and another thing is that we know that all parkour communities are quite small generally a a very small subset of of the city they're in so there's there's always a small mini culture that develops within them as well around around the leaders around what um what that community values um so i guess my question is uh study needed we should get someone to do a little a little if you're within the world world tour (laughs) yeah i've i've often thought it would be interesting to try and sort of normalize like okay three second video clips send them in and that would just force people to like pick three seconds to see what you get like oh everybody from this mm. area of the world sent you know uh swings and oh there's a whole bunch of this happening in this space and this happening in that space but your point about the what do they call that self-selection bias or you know we're like trying to look at research or i'm asking questions about aggregates but the people who are generally doing the thing tend to be certain kinds of people certain people who are drawn to challenge or drawn to physicality. Mm. Uh, what is something that's currently, I'm going to say currently lighting you up or currently exciting you about, uh, it can either be like movement space or it can be outreach or development or, you know, uh, global parkour type work. I'm just like curious, like, you know, when you, when you leap out of bed in the morning, okay, after you do coffee, <laughs> what about coffee. the parkour world is, is exciting you? Um, I'm excited and it maybe is a little, um, late, I suppose to be saying this, but I, but I am excited about, um, I suppose return to, uh, getting people back into training, I suppose, back into moving. Um, and that just comes to mind because we have spent so long, uh, here, especially in, in lockdowns and whatnot. And that has affected people's training, people's weight. Uh, they move people's physicality and, and routines. Yeah, so, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I want to do is think about how we can um, overcome anybody's uh, reticence or um, uh, in, it, feelings of intimidation um, to get into training. Actually, I suppose that was a roundabout way to say it's, it's play. It's all about play. And, um, I think that, um, making, uh, I, I love strengthening and I love, uh, building, you know, physical capacity, but in the end, that's, that's just a a couple of stepping stones towards building people's ability to play. So 
I got there in the end. I answered the question in the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a quiz. I don't score these things. Uh, what I what I do is I look at the download numbers and then I secretly mail people. No, I don't actually do that. I'd be weird if I say, eh, Kel, you're like nobody downloaded the episode. Um, it's it's great to hear. I, I always like to see how people think about the questions that I ask because I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I literally just ask the things that come to mind that I think are interesting. And yeah, there are techniques and stuff about how you do this, but it's just, it's like, I don't know, this is what I'm thinking. I wonder, and I ask. And when you talk about play, um, I'm just like, that's a very, I think that's a very enlightened thing to be thinking about. Like, yeah, a strength, oh, wait a second. It's actually all just play. That's, I think that's very enlightened. And I'm wondering, do you recall when you realized that, that play was the, I was going to say the umbrella over, but it's better, probably better to say the foundation beneath all those different things. So if you found yourself, mm training hard and then coaching and then training on your own and then you know new ways to train and then traveling to train and then you realize at some point oh this is all like play underneath here do you recall uh, maybe either mm. the cal that didn't think of it that way or do you remember it happening they're like wait a minute <laughs> um i might take this a little bit off track i think because i think i always have had some understanding of that otherwise most of us wouldn't have um started parkour um but i think the way that i've come to think of it in a more uh, direct way lately is i suppose a result of years of um you know my own uh struggles with depression and and mental health I've, has been part of my life for a, for a really long time and um I'm also recently diagnosed ADHD and I've had a lot of um, improvement in my mental health since, since that has happened. Um, I'm, I'm getting back around to the question, but um, I'm not being critical. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, but what's, what that, what the, that improvement in my self-perception has made me realize was that a lot of my early training um, was, was motivated by a sort of self-loathing um, in some ways that it was it was motivated by a need a feel that I need to do better I feel that I, a, a, a feeling that I need to um, uh, train harder train train more um, and that if I do that at some point I'll I'll be good enough and um, I think over the last couple of years my motivation has, shifted and I'm hoping to shift it more towards um, a kind of self-compassion um, where I can be motivated by um, what I what I feel sort of internally motivated to do um, and that's play and so um, that shift has been really important in my uh, in my life and how I'm viewing um, play and training and what I feel is important if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I had like nine questions. Um, first, I, I just kind of want to echo, yeah, I I don't want to say, um, not because it's not true, but I, I don't want to like make light of what you're saying because it's very important for people to hear um, that, you know, competent people who move also have problems with depression or have ADHD. Uh, and I think my opinion, like when, when I started uh, 11, 12 years ago, maybe 
I didn't like, I was busy being the newbie, you know, like I'm just, I'm over here training. Um, but like somewhere in the middle, I started to realize, you know, this whole, the whole global space, all of its different names and everything, it's very much a community of effort. It's a culture of effort. And there really are not a lot of people standing around laughing at me as I expected there to be people laughing at me. Um, but that seems like that. that's only part of the, that's one piece of the thing. It's only one piece of the puzzle about, yeah, but if I'm still, cause I do this too, if I'm still thinking, oh my God, 12 years and you still can't do a Kong vault, you know, like, like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. I, every once in a while I figure them out and then I bash my shins and then it's back to, you know, like it doesn't work. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I think most people, I'm hesitant to say everybody are their own worst critic. So I think mm -hmm. you're, you, you, um, pointed a good thing about like being aware enough to, to see that that's, oh, my problem isn't actually doing the things it's telling myself that i should do the things um where were you when i started <laughs> i could have used that <laughs> advice earlier on um, but i think i think that's something that i don't want to say it doesn't get talked about enough but it doesn't get talked about a lot people talking about their own uh not necessarily their struggles but like their own personal journey you know we all everybody listening knows you're like you know just just picture your oh my goodness that's an awesome mover i've talked to a lot of those people and they all tell the same yeah. similar story about yeah you know but that's the positive snapshot that's the good view so um yeah i mean i think um one thing to keep in mind is that 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 kind of self-critical i i called it self-loathing sort of motivation it does it does work it does it does get people to progress quickly um but the problem is it doesn't increase happiness and it can it can lead people to progress through um you know overtrain through injury and and not treat their body well um so in terms of i i think of it under the under the umbrella of the longevity that we all strive for um to be into last should also be about sort of <coughs> um emotional well-being that's how i'm thinking about it now it wasn't how I was thinking about it five years ago, that's, um, but that's we great. learned the hard way. <laughs> Hopefully we learn. I don't know that I learned, but yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm watching the time fly by. Uh, anything that has come up that's like drifting around in your mind now that you want to talk about? And I want to just like pound you with questions the whole way through if something is like, I want to talk about. Uh, no, I think we both, this the type that that finds something when someone else says it. So um, you can, um, you can steer the boat. Let's, and let's at least on. touch on, <laughs> <laughs> let's make a canoe paddling joke. Um, um, uh, tell me how you got into being an ambassador for parkour, not the logistics of how it works, but like what made you, what made you forget to step back when they asked for volunteers or, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, you can't, you can't say no sometimes now that the um the internet happens but um i was i was asked to be an ambassador and sort of jumped at the chance i think it's really important a that something like parkour earth has ambassadors um from all over the earth that geographical representation um is a really important part part of any um it, you know claiming to be international right. body so that was one reason I, I wanted to make sure that there was there was someone down here um uh, and uh, another reason is it's, well, you know, my my thought on it is that decisions are made by people that show up, basically, that um, if we want Parkour Earth to become a truly representative body, then we have to get involved. 
<coughs> pardon me, we have to um, be there and say, uh, this is what I want. And being an ambassador for me was part of being able to do that and hopefully to help um, bring in more people to annoy Hedge and Damien in various ways. Um, <laughs> I love it when you say what I'm thinking. Uh, so I, I can I can imagine an an ambassador's role. There's actually there's two things, right? Like an ambassador can be said like, all right, here's your mission, you know, ambassador for my country, go over and like try and get this done. So that's like an outward thing. But it feels to me like, because uh, I really don't know much about this particular, you know, ambassador concept within Park I was gonna say PKE Park Worth. Um, so your feeling is that, I and mean, maybe this is obvious to everybody else, but your feeling is that the ambassadors are actually playing more of a, of like a feelers on the ground, like gathering of information to take it back to Parkour Earth. Are you feeling like that was a, a the chance that you were jumping at to be that not a voice for PKE, but more a voice for the people who do this thing we all love that can speak back to Parkour Earth? Yeah, that that was sort of what a part of what I um, expected. And it may be just that I, you know, misread the job description or something, um, but I'm, I'm running with it. And I send um, them a lot of really big emails and they, and they write back and I delete them. Right? <laughs> Make the information go one way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, also I'm, I'm trying my best to vandalize about Parker Earth because I do want people to be um, engaged with it because it's our best bet against mm. some of the, um, uh nastiness that we, we all yeah, okay yeah encroachment yeah <laughs> um, so yeah if i if i'm doing it wrong i'm sure i'll get an email <laughs> <laughs> um in our waning time um random fun question i like if you could have a billboard anywhere in the world uh what would it say do i get to choose where uh oh yeah you can answer that where you're putting it okay. and what's on it Okay. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to have one in Antarctica that just said, hello, penguins. <laughs> I don't think there are any billboards in Antarctica. Hey, your answer is to be the first person to deface Antarctica with a giant size. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that's all right. I mean, I can imagine somebody like with a camera, like, all right, we find the pink. What? What's this sign doing here? All right, that's, that's an interesting answer. I've never got that's yeah. that's original. I'll all right, put, cool. I'll put a movers mindset logo on it for you. No, don't do that because then they'd be like, oh, this is a movers mindset project. No, all right, all right, we're off in the weeds. Okay, so almost like we're at nineteen minutes already, Kel. Uh, I will just say, and of course, the final question: three words to describe your practice. This one I did. Um, circle a lot in my head but i'm gonna go with keep it simple <laughs> I, I i've heard a couple of answers to that question and and i am always amazed people always have a different take i think that's a great little phrase it's also a great way to meta answer the question uh Kelso, <laughs> it was a pleasure uh we had a little beforehand conversation we're like have we ever actually talked before and I'm, i don't think we have ever so it was a chance nice chance to get to meet you to talk to you and uh i hope you have a great day mine ends shortly but you know tell me how thursday works out thanks thank you so much i really appreciate it and uh see you next time